1: So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I pray is being a blessing to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. The Bible that God our Father wrote to me and you tells us about all kinds of things that our Father has made available to me and you and is willing to do for me and you. Things that he thought important enough for us to have that he sent Jesus Christ to bleed and die so that we can have. Since God wants us to have and experience them so much, That he sent Jesus Christ to bleed and die for us To have and experience them Then we need to do what we need to do To actually have and experience All the things that he made available to me and you Since God's word tells us That they are rightfully ours Then it's only right that we receive and achieve Each and every one of these things That Jesus bled and died to be ours So without further ado Let me share today's message with you It's called Rightfully Ours But before I do, I got a question to ask you Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. John chapter 10, we'll start reading in verse 9. Jesus stating who he is and what he's done for me and you. What he made available to me and you. He says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. I got any folk in here that's saved? Well, that means you already entered into the first door. Everybody say, that's the first door. But look at your neighbor and say, there's a whole lot more. Because it also said, and go in and out and find pastures." Now, that going in and out and find pastures is us being able to allow the Lord to be our shepherd, placing us in a position where we shall not want. Well, we can have everything that it is that we're supposed to have, enjoy everything that we're supposed to have, that even if we do walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we won't fear no evil because God is with us. His rod and his staff, and he'll comfort us. He'll, he'll pour hot oil over our head, praise God, and provide us with everything he said, including a table in front of our enemy filled with good, good food and bread. Praise God. And surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life because we dwell in the house of the Lord. We are his. God came so that we can have a good life. That's what he said over in John chapter 10. He said, now the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's what God intends for me and you is to have an abundant life, a prosperous life, a wonderful life. That's what he always intended for me and you. That's one of the reasons why he went to the cross at Calvary Street to pay sin's debt for you and me. So that we can have access to and opportunity to the abundant life that he had in store for me and you. But notice it says might which means that this is a choice that has to be made. This is op- an option that is made available to you, which means you ain't got to receive it. You can be rude and not receive what God has in store for you. You can be rude and, not, and be a prude and forget to receive everything that God has in store for you. But look at your neighbor saying, I ain't being rude. Mm-mm. No, we're going to receive everything that God has in store for us. Blessed be the name of the Lord, us, including that abundant life, especially since he said that the promises of God are already yea and amen in Christ. He's already said yes to me and you. All we have to do is come into agreement and say yes to. That's all we have to do, especially since he said that I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those who loved him. He already got it made ready for me and you. I mean, if I bought all this food up and cooked all this food up, the least you could do is show up and eat it. Golly gosh. Look at your neighbor say, golly gosh. Golly gosh. Uh, just like, uh, because that's what people do. They just so rude. Jesus Christ died for us to have all this stuff and they uh, uh, and they just won't even receive it. Look at your neighbor say, I'm so glad he ain't talking about you. Because mm-hmm. we've been talking about some of the things that are made available to us so that we can quit being rude and receive what God has in store for us. We've been working for the last little while about the right to a long life. Long life, God said. I, well, with long life, will I satisfy thee and show thee my salvation? God said, "I'm gonna satisfy you with this life, not torture you with this life. To the point that it'll be a good life, good strong life. Praise God, where we can have the abundant life, live the full age that God has in store for me and you, and have everything that we need to be able to make it through. God said, "I'll increase your life, augment your life. But last time we got together, we found out that's a reward to what we do. That this a reward." what we do, because he said, with long life will I reward thee, when you read it out of the Bible in basic English, it said, with long life will he be rewarded, and I will let him see my salvation, so that then means that long life is a reward for something done, which means if we do what we're supposed to do, or do things that God suggests, or even sometimes commands me and you, then therefore we will enjoy this long life that God intended for me and you. But then the opposite is also true. If you don't do what he said to do then, and don't accept, accept his suggestion and obey what he says to do, then that's the reason why you're living less of a life than you're supposed to live and not being rewarded with what it is that God does give because God's word is true. Long life is a reward of those who obey God's commandment. We found out long life is a reward of those who obey all of God's commandments. Praise God? Because sometimes we do the first two or three, but we don't do one, four, five, four, five, six. At least some people, maybe it's just me. Praise God. Because we do part of what God says and stuff. And be sitting there expecting all of what God said. No, do everything I said. You know, people do that when they work too. They do part of what, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. No, you ain't do this, this, that, and this. That's why don't go to your boss complaining about what they ain't doing. Find out from them what you not doing. And you might find out, oh, that's a revelation. Because I thought I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. And everything can straighten out for you. I love the Lord. anybody here love the Lord, especially a Lord that love enough to be able to change a message just for you because you stepped up in here. Praise God, Hallelujah! Now I can go back to the rest of the message. Praise God. Long life is the reward of living our lives the way that God commanded us to do. Which means if you live it the way He said, everything will work out beautiful for you. Turn over to Proverbs chapter twenty-two. I was looking for a place that rhymed. Praise God. Proverbs chapter twenty-two. We're gonna continue with that today. That long life is a reward. It's a reward. God wants to reward you with long life. But of course, to reward you, you must do what he wants you to do. Proverbs chapter 22. I love the Lord. Praise God. Anybody here love the Lord? We got some in common. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Long life is a reward also of the kind of life we live. The kind of life we live. Isn't that interesting? Which means if we... What kind of life we live will also determine on how long of a life we'll live. What kind of life we live will also be, will determine whether or not we will be rewarded with more life. Because God will reward you with more life if you live the life that he wants you to live. Which means if you live it right, God said, let me give you some more of it because you know how to do it right. You live it like I want you to do? God said, I'll get some more to you then. Why? Because you know what to do with what I gave to you. Amen. Christmas is coming up. And I'm sure there's some people on your list that you're going to give Christmas gifts to. And one of the reasons why you give it to us is because you appreciate how they appreciate what you do. But there's some other folk that used to be on the list. Who ain't on the list no more and one of the reasons why many one of the many reasons why is because they didn't demonstrate the, what you wanted them to do with what you even already gave them so if you if they ain't doing right with what you already gave them you're not interested in giving them no more where you get that from your daddy mm-hmm, you just a chip off the old rock that's all and if you don't do right with what he give you they ain't gonna give you no more But if you do right with what he gives you, opposite, he'll give you a lot more. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. Come on, young kings. I'm teaching the kings how to be a king. The Bible says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Included on that list of what comes as a result of your, your humility and your fear of the Lord is life. A life that's lived in humility and the fear of the Lord causes a person to have riches. Everybody say, I'll take some of that. I'll take that. Honor, everybody say, I'll take some of that. that. And life, somebody say, take a lot of, I'll take a lot of that. It then it's based upon what are you willing to do because it's a reward for what you do. See, a long, prosperous life is one of the rewards of living a life of humility, and live in a life where the fear of the Lord is in manifestation. That if you live a life of humility, if you live a life where the fear of the Lord is in manifestation, then you will be rewarded with long life because we have humility. Now, this word humility right here is a fascinating word. It's a, you know, I love words. It's a fascinating word. This word humility right here means condescension condescension. Now condescension is a word that's usually thought of as a negative word. It's usually thought of as a negative word. That's because most time it is negative. Condescension is where where people are looking down on people who they perceive to be lower than them. Condescension is people behaving in a patronizing way with, because they see themselves one way, and then they look at other people as less than that way, and so because of that, they're condescending to these people. But this is different because there is another definition for condescension that doesn't make it negative; it actually makes it positive. And that word, condescend, that definition is voluntary assumption of equality with a person regarded as inferior. It is the voluntary assumption of equality with a person regarded as inferior. That when you saw them, you saw them as inferior. But for whatever reason, you voluntarily assumed equality with that person. This assuming of equality can be with a person or it can be with an idea, a concept, or a thought. It can be with a person or it can be with an idea, a concept, or a thought. So, This condescension is where a person sees something or someone as less, but is willing, for whatever reason, to voluntarily assume equality with them or it. Is willing, for whatever reason, to be able to voluntarily assume equality with them or it. That person exercises humility. Now, some of you might say, well, why would I do that? What reason would I have for that? The same reason why you do everything. It's because for whatever reason, you perceive it will benefit you. For whatever reason, you perceive it will benefit you. This person is a person who may have an idea that they think is the greatest idea. But they run into an idea that they previously thought was a lower idea. But they contemplate, recognize that there's a possibility of great. And because of that, they're willing to, in their minds, condescend to that idea, become equal with that idea, and find out later that that wasn't less of an idea. That was actually better idea. Has anybody ever condescend at work? Whereas you thought you knew what you was doing. You thought you knew what you was talking about. And they say, here, do it like this. And you're like, um, I got to, they don't even know what they're doing. I got to do it this way. But then you go ahead and condescend to what they said do and find out this is a good idea. This is the hallmark of Christianity because we walked around with our high ideas thinking we know what to do, how to live our lives and how to conduct ourselves, knowing how to cook the food that we cook and use all that grease while we cook, how to put all that salt on what we have and all that kind of stuff, you know. We have our high ideas where we know what we're doing. Add some more fat back in that, praise God. Wonder why I got all this fat on my back, praise God, because you are what you eat, praise God. Well, well, we thought we had the right idea, but we accepted another idea and, and became equal with that idea. And find out later, this is a good idea. Because now I'm living a better life than I ever did before. It's called condescension, which is called humility. This person is in humility. That's why humility, you know this one a little bit more familiar, means bowing our will, bowing our way to what the word of God has to say. So this person that I'm talking about right here is a person who is, hum- is humble. They have humility. They're willing to bow their will, bow their way, to another way, which is what God had to say. And they're willing to operate in the fear of the Lord. And because they're willing to do that, God said, I'll reward you with more life. Why? Because now you're living life the way I say it's supposed to be lived. Because if you don't live it the way I say it's supposed to be lived, why would I give you more? Why? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I don't know why. Amen. I because, well, let me answer that. Because it ain't happening, they won't give me no raise. You don't do what I want. They want to fire me. They, they fire me because I'm black. They fire me because I'm white. They fire, me I'm a woman. They, vie, they fire me because I'm a woman. They vie, fire me because I'm Hispanic. They fire me because I voted for Trump. They fire me, you know, and we have all these reasons why they fired me. Could it possibly be that you ain't doing what's asked? And they said, if you don't do the last 10 things I asked you to do right, why would I ask you to do another thing? Let me just shut it down right here. Let me just count my losses, cut it off right here and just count my losses and move on. man, Does that make sense? So this person, according to the book of Proverbs, teaching the king how to be a king, verse 4, it says, By humility, that's this condescension, willing to, even though you saw something as less than what you used to think, willing to bow your will to what it says. And the fear of the Lord, because of this, the people have riches and honor and life. So a life that is lived by us in humility, where we're voluntarily willing to bow our will and bow our way to what the word of God has to say, and then live our lives with the fear of the Lord, it will cause us to be a person who has riches. Everybody say, I'll take that and honor. Somebody say, I'll take that. that. And long life, a long, (laughs) prosperous life is one of the rewards for living a life where we're willing to be able to live the life like God wants us to live it. Because he's the one that's the giver of life. Will you live it the way he said live it? And can I add this? And I add this? And I add this? Please add this. I got to add this. And do with it what he wants you to do with it. Because if you ain't doing with your life what he wants you to do with it, why ain't, amen. A lot of folk don't understand. Can I help somebody up in here? Not all the time. Somebody say not all the time. But sometimes. Which means it's enough to pay attention to. Sometimes folk be breaking all down and our body don't break all down because we ain't doing with it what he told us to do with it in the first place. And when I say doing with it what I say what he wanted us to do, and I ain't just talking about like eating what you're supposed to eat, exercising like you're supposed to exercise. Wear your butt all the time anyway. Because you got to understand your provision is always attached to your purpose. And if you ain't fulfilling purpose, what's the purpose of giving you the provision? Silah. Just pause and think about that. Turn to Proverbs chapter eight, please. I love the Lord. Amen. Provisions always attached to purpose. And that includes the provision of long life, satisfying life, everything working like it's supposed to. Hallelujah. I remember, I remember, I remember. Praise God, I had a brain tumor back in the back of my head. Praise God, the doctors called it inoperable, told me I was going to turn into a vegetable. I'm like, the devil is a lie. I don't look like no broccoli. Praise <laughs> God. Hallelujah. And then he slipped up and said this. This, this. He was bad enough for all the things he said. But then, and once in a while, you know like Jesus, when Jesus was standing there listening to Pontius Pilate and he was talking all that stuff and until he said, I got power over you. Jesus said, hold up, hold up. <laughs> what you mean you got power over me, man? I know the angels like, hey, hey, hey Gee, don't forget what God said. He said, you ain't got no power over me that wasn't given to you by my father. I better back back off because otherwise I'm going to mess up my mission right here. I'm about to jack this little fool up. <laughs> Insult me like that. But that's how they did me. I'm listening to all while they tell, telling me and stuff like that. You, you got this, this going to happen, this going to happen. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. mm-mm. And then they said, and then the next thing is going to happen is you're not going to be able to speak. I said, ho, 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 ho. That's what I'm called to do. I'm called to preach and teach. So the devil is a liar. And then healing manifested. Why? Because I was willing to do my purpose. I remember another time, praise God. I remember another time. I'm just help trying to help somebody up here right now. Praise God. I, and God gave me a message. I'm going to give it to you, but he's giving me a message. Praise God. So I got to give it to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I remember another time, praise God. Uh, I was, you know, Bishop had, you know, remember I told you about when Bishop came to me and said, praise God, you're going to be traveling with me, you know, but now I'm like, well, praise God, you know. And so I was all excited. I'm get, to serve with the bishop. I get to do what God called me to do. When I didn't play basketball, I was still lean and trim back then. Praise God. And I was still, you know, now, you know, before I played ball, now I carry the ball. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, you never know when you're gonna get the chance to play, so I carry extra one with me, Praise God. And 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 hey, you know, gotta be ready. I was almost a Boy Scout before I got kicked out in the Cub Scouts, but that's another teacher. B.C. Don't don't worry about that. But anyway, point I'm raising here. And and, and so I'm ready to do that. Went and played ball with the the ministers and the people that we used to play ball with, praise God. And and it was game point, praise God. Last game, game point, last game, game point. And I did an inside out move on this guy, praise God, that he wasn't ready. And it went off the wrong leg. And my, when I went up and stuff like that, oh, it was I did it on purpose. Praise God. It. it wasn't the first time I did it. I did an inside-out move and went off the wrong leg and spin around. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, my, my man with, 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 with what was his, no, Dirk Nowinski, do a, a wrong leg jump shot, uh, leaning back. He wasn't the one that invented that. He probably got a CD of mine. He probably saw the DVD of what I did. And he said, oh, see, I need to try that. So I did an inside move and went off the – did a fadeaway off the back pop but mine was a, a, a jumper. It was a fadeaway jumper off the long leg and stuff like that. And heard a sound. It sounded like a bat hitting a, a piece of wood. Pop! <laughs> Real lie. Blew my whole knee out. Praise God. Hit the ground. Leg doubled back over and stuff like that. Blew my whole knee out just like that. Long story short. Praise God. Had to go. You know the the the. the Therapists and the doctors and everybody said "Oh, you ain't gonna be able to walk for this long. You ain't gonna be able to do this for this long." And 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 on top of that, even in then, you're not you're gonna walk with a cane for the rest of the days of your life. I said, "The devil is a liar. How am I gonna get on in and off these planes and follow the man of God around with this?" I said, "The devil is a liar." And so it was about a couple of weeks later when I was supposed to take my first trip, and that means I gotta carry all these bags and do all this stuff and carry this for the man of God. I can't do that in a van in carry and this came too. So I said, in the name of Jesus, my leg is here. Because I got work to do. Yes, I tied it to my purpose. Long story short, I was walking around that day, howling, doing what I was supposed to do. We, back then, we didn't have a, 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 a private jet. We had a commercial jet. And I looked up and there was a ramp one time. Guy. And I'm, I'm dragging all these bags. And Bishop was just head up. Come on, boy, let's go. And he's just heading on up this ramp. And I got to the base of the ramp and I stopped and said, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know how you'll get to doubt for a second or two. He said, what are you going to do? Let's go. He didn't even know what was going on. I just said, Lord, you with me, right? Let's go. You can't walk up a ramp with a blue neck, with a blue ankle. And then after i make it to the top of the ramp, now I got to go back down to another ramp, which is even worse than going up a ramp because now all the weight is being pressed down on it with each leg. Bishop like, let's go. <laughs> Blessed be the name. Walk down the stairs, walked up with a leg that ain't supposed to work. Ask me why. Because your provision is always attached to your purpose. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, so it's going to be there. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed for what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's really true about the fact that there are things that God's Word says rightfully belong to me and you. Things that God said in His Word that He's willing and wanting to do. I hope that you're learning that our proper response to what God's Word says that He do will determine whether or not the things that God's willing and wanting to do will actually happen for me and you. So let's learn to respond properly to God's word that he shared with me and you by believing that promises of God are really true so that God can cause us to achieve and receive the things that rightfully belong to me and you. If you want to get a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 that's area code 210-7859238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you, ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. Don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all of the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another, and to have a better marriage, I got just the thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month. Where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have some food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. Come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you this Friday at Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word to have in store for you, call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to two men. Or when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed.
0: See you tomorrow.